Shabbos Perkhaf Mishnah Dalid 24. In the previous Mishnah, we had discussed certain activities that you can and can't do with respect to preparing food to feed animals on Shabbos. That was the karshinin and the, and the straw, the vetch. So here in this Mishnah, we have other topics that regard that are regarding the preparation of food and giving of food to animals. So the Mishnah says, Gorfin melefnei hapatam. One may... Um, grufa is like to rake, like grufa and katuma, raking the coals back in the third parak. So you can rake in front of the patam. The patam is the feeding trough. The fatem is to fatten up an animal. So the patam is like the thing that is the animal you're trying to fatten up for slaughter. So if you've got within the food that the animal is supposed to eat, you've got other kind of um, sandy material like debris. So you can rake it so that you can clear it away so that the animal could eat um, the food and not be poked by it, etc. Umesalkin that stud in, and you also um, can push it to the sides, because of the excrement. The issue here um, is that if you have an overflowing manger, the feeding trough, and there's like straw around, so the animal, which has excrement on its feet, because it's been walking around in the pasture, will actually step on its food, and then it's going to be filthy by the food that's on its by its feet, and then the animal won't eat the won't eat the straw. So you to, you you're pushing it aside so that the animal has a place to put its feet, other than on the food, so it won't ruin the food. So the animal will eat it. Ribidosa. Ribidosa holds that those two things, gorfin to rake in front of the patam and misalkin that stadim pushing to the sides, the uh, in, the straw is permitted on Shabbos, and the Chum forbid it, the Chum Osrin. Now, why? What's the Machlokas here? So the issue is that when it comes to a feeding trough like a manger, um, so there's two basic ways of doing it. There's simply either there's like a long kind of like, like a flower pot, like a long container, and you put the food inside the container, and it would, you know, let's call it like, you know, the whole liquid or cold food, and that's fine. And that's what we're talking about over here. But other times, there's like a, there's a, the manger just consists essentially of like a, like a, almost like a circle, like a, or a, an oval, if you will, so to speak, um, that's sitting on the ground. And there's no base to it, it's just, just like a loop. And you put the food inside it, and then it's sitting on the ground, so the food stays where it stays put. And that, that avus, that manger, that feeding trough can be moved around, but it's sort of like a, it's, there's nothing on the bottom of it. So if you'd have, such a bottomless feeding trough. So then when you rake the debris to the sides or push the straw to the sides, what you're liable to do is to smooth out the floor, the dirt floor, at the bottom of the manger. And that will be Asr Midoraisa, very possibly, or at least Midorabanan, if they have Dovashinam's covenant, etc. But you're talking about an Isra of Meshava Gumos, smoothing out the floor, which is a tolda of Bona of building. And this We've seen it before. It comes up so many times throughout the Masechtas of Shabbos and elsewhere also. Um, the concern of smoothing out the holes in the ground because their floors in general, even inside their homes, were dirt floors. And it was a regular thing to do to smooth out the holes and bumps on the floor. So it's totally forbidden. And therefore, Rabbi Dosa says, if there's a, you're talking about a clee that has a base to it underneath. So when you rake or push aside the stuff on the inside of the manger, you're not smoothing any holes in the ground because you're not talking about ground, the bottom of a clee, of a utensil. The Chum say, if you observe someone or you yourself rake the clee with the bottom today, tomorrow you'll come, or the person who's looking at you will come to um, push the sides, 
the bottomless feeding trough and come to smooth out the holes. So the rabbis hold this in Issa the Rabbanon of a gazera or protective fence lest people come to smooth out holes. And Rabdosa says, no, there is no such protective fence. Okay, fine. The mission continues on and says, You're allowed to take food. If there's too much food in one feeding trough, you can take it from animal A and put it in front of animal B. No problem. The thought might be that once the animals started to eat, it like drools on the food and makes it gross, and therefore the second animal won't want to eat that food. So the Mishnah is saying that's not the case under normal circumstances. Animals are fine to eat other people, other people's other animals' leftovers, and that being the case, you could transfer from one trough to another trough, one animal to the animal. Um, the Gemara speaks out that that's not always the case because, for example, if you're talking about these sloppy seconds of an ox. So cows do salivate a lot on their food, and a donkey would be particular not to eat on the slimied up food from the ox's manger. So that would mean you would not be allowed to transfer food from the ox's manger to in front of the donkey, because the donkey won't eat it, and therefore just would be a lot of exertion for nothing.